Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 153. I'm here tonight with John Vibes. What up? Philip Proctor. Yo. Philip Dazzing. What's up? And of course, Kyle Wagner. Hey guys, what's up? Cool. So, John Vibes, you had the documents this week, am I correct? I had the documents, man. <laughs> and then you had the documents tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I brought them with me, I guess. Sweet, sweet. So, but, but now documents aren't physical. They're like, uh, you know, on, on the cloud and in, in the cyberspace. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're WikiLeaks. Exactly. Yeah. So what's what's the deal? So is, is Nick Starwark a member of the CIA? Is that, is that the speculation? I mean, that's... You, you know I always keep my tinfoil hat on, so, so that's definitely my speculation. But it isn't conclusive. We didn't get any kind of conclusive evidence of that or anything. But it's kind of one of those things, you know, if, if he's on a suspicious list with yeah. Sarah Palin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you act like a Fed and look like a Fed and you show up on a Fed list, you know, I'm not saying you're a Fed, but, you know, you might be. He seems to be pretty divisive, too, for the party, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think he's a whole part of the watering it down and, you know, trying to turn it into some just bland independent party instead of an actual libertarian party, which, you know, the philosophy was founded on. Yeah, word. So to, to kind of get into it a little bit, um, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, a source came to me and pointed out to me that his name appeared in the WikiLeaks global intelligence files that were released in, I think it was uh, 2012, 2013. And... You know, there's there were millions of emails in that, and it was from the uh, Texas-based intelligence firm Stratfor, and they work for the government and all sorts of corporations and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the press release from WikiLeaks, um, you know, said that, th that these people were involved in some kind of activity with Stratfor. And... Once it kind of came out, Sarwark said that he got a subscription to some kind of newsletter that Stratford ran from a, uh, I think it was his brother-in-law for Christmas or something like that. And that subscription is like, at the time, it was thousands of dollars because right now it's like $1,500 a year for the subscription, I believe. And... Uh, this is after the company's like been disgraced and stuff like that. So back when it, they were like one of the bigger intelligence firms, um, you know, the subscription was much higher. So it's just kind of weird. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that he's a fed. I'm just saying he showed up on a fed list and people should know about it. Yeah. Well, was it really a fed list though? Cause like when I, I clicked on the link to look at the list and it said like, um, gift, gift list or wish list i think it said wish list like is your article had a link to search the WikiLeaks for sarwark and all the links that i saw just said like wish list i didn't see where you were saying that they were uh, it was a list of federal agents I, I never said it was a list of federal agents it was a list of either informants or clients of stratfor so well a client could be that could just be a person who did have a subscription to that their could letter. be that yeah i'm not okay. denying that absolutely so his story is plausible. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. That, I, I guess you just got, kind of have to make your own judgment call. And think, I agree. Yeah. You know, what do you, what do you think? I, I personally believe Nick's story. I just don't think, um, 
you know, he, he's been the LP chair since how long? For, since 2006 or something like that? Remember when he became the chair? Uh, it, it. I thought it was fairly recently, actually. <clears throat> I thought he had been for a while, but regardless, I mean... I don't know. I met him last week. Um, you know, I went to the LP convention in Maryland, and there was like an empty... I got there a little late, empty chair. I just sat down, and I looked up, and he was at the table. So, like, I, I didn't mean to sit at the table with him. He was the keynote speaker, but once I sat down, I was like, oh, there's Nick. And uh, I talked to him a little bit during dinner. I just asked him how his campaign was going for mayor in Phoenix, and that was, you know, it was a pleasant conversation. And then uh, I thought his speech was not great but pretty good i thought he had a good positive message uh it was a little weird he gave it he said something about like good cop bad cop which i thought might have been an allusion to him being the good cop and arvin playing bad cop i didn't really understand that i don't know if that's what he was talking about but then his whole speech was very much like we need to not be assholes to people we need to you know just stop trying to antagonize people um we need to find out listen to people listen to what's important to them and try to appeal to what's important to them he said politics is a lot like sales you know he's he comes from a used car sales um business and he's like you know you're trying to sell your ideology to people so i, I just thought it was a positive speech um nothing in there in like raised any red flags for me like this guy's trying to derail the movement or anything like that i don't think that he's trying to derail it and i don't think he's a bad person and as far as that speech goes i agree with the vast majority of that i think that you know compassion should be at the heart of what we do and that solving problems should also be at the heart of what we do but at the same time i i don't think that we should water down our message uh to compromise with mainstream society i can understand not being a jerk and and not pissing people off but um i feel that you know in the past at least decade the the party has taken a, and i feel like this has kind of been since from the beginning but it's taken a direction where they're just trying to um uh, compromise to get votes you know what i'm saying and i feel that we've kind of slid down a direction to where there isn't much libertarian about the leadership of the libertarian party except for maybe principles except for maybe arvin arvin is like the this seems like the only principled cat on there and um and everybody it, hates him it's yeah, unfortunate for that me i'm like you it's, know it's, i disagree with arvin on numerous points but you know part of the thing is we've never agreed even going back to the founding of the libertarian party if you read that book radicals for capitalism where they talk about the beginning of it it was like there were factions like there was an ancap faction there was a objectivist faction absolutely a lot of them were uh, ayn rand following objectivists a lot of the founders so um it's always had been a coalition of people with different ideas um, and it still is, you know. And I, I don't personally support the the new influx of like the the real far left guys. The Mo I mean, um, I see any of them the as audacious caucus. No, no, I'm talking about like uh, the socialists. You know, yeah, the moderate. guys that are taking they're using libertarian in the old syndicalist um, way. You know, it's Matt Cunell and I, I think Shipley, Mike Shipley. Is, is it easy to quickly summarize their view? I don't. I haven't really heard. They're, of uh, well, I mean, they. <clears throat> They say they're libertarian socialists, and I, I don't have a problem with libertarian socialism, but I don't think that they are libertarian socialists because libertarian socialists are, are just like, you know, commies that want to have their thing uh, – 
kind of within the capitalist system, you know what I'm saying? Like, or near it. No. Or, or having with working cooperatives. But those people, whenever they talk, they seem to, like, uh, talk about the, the violent socialism that we all know. Like well, Shipley and them cats. I mean, there there are different varieties of what we'll call socialism, but I think you, what I would consider an ANCOM is also called a syndicalist, and their whole thing is yeah. worker ownership of the means of production, and it particularly stateless worker ownership. So they're anti-state. They don't want the state. They just want the workers. They envision like the workers owning all of the the businesses or all of the means of production. But then I don't even think it's a market economy as we're accustomed to thinking of. Like a like a market economy. I don't know that they even want money. Uh, some you know? of them that I talk to, and not the ones that are involved with the Libertarian Party that we were talking about now, mm-hmm. but um, some people that identify as Libertarian Socialists, they just believe that like the worker-owned cooperative model is a uh, a better model that will actually be voluntarily chosen in a free market. Okay. But they don't want to seize the means of production. They just want to persuade people to uh you know adopt that kind of way of doing business but it's okay if people don't to them but Mm. that isn't the vast majority of them yeah i i mean it's not our fault that the word socialism is being used by like five or six different factions that all mean a completely different thing and that causes a lot of confusion i prefer the the okay state ownership of the means of production so how do you differentiate in the che wagner facebook group um the Che Wagner. I mean, well, I, I use um, more specific language than just saying a socialist. I'll say an ANCOM or I'll call him a syndicalist. I won't I won't say you're you're a socialist or you're a commie. I even try to avoid calling them just commies because I have in my per- my debate group we have the Stalin supporting tankies who oh, really it, support the state. In, yeah. in Kylosphere? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> no. In my uh, my anarcho-capitalism versus minarchism debate group. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have different varieties of commies, or you know, and some of them are really. Well, I wouldn't even consider them communists. You know, they're syndicalists. But anyway, the whole point of this was the Libertarian Party has a lot of different people claiming the word libertarian. There's all this infighting over what a libertarian really is. And Gary Johnson was like pretty, pretty soft. I mean, he was pretty moderate and pushing the boundaries of what we can still say that guy's a libertarian. And he's our front man. You know, he's the the guy we're putting on the news explaining to the world what libertarian is. And and he look how moderate he I was. I agree. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But from a selling it standpoint. Isn't that kind of what you need, or you don't think? Or? No, uh, I, I think that I think that is part of it. I think we need somebody who's good at selling the real message instead of watering the message down. Somebody who can present it in a compassionate way. You know that we're still constantly every day saying war is evil, maybe without calling the troops baby killers. Yeah, but I you mean, know what I yeah, mean? I was going to say that's like, not Arvin. That. Well, I mean, I know. Arvin's, that, Arvin's that, not that, the guy you want for that. That is I mean, Arvin's disadvantage. That is Arvin's disadvantage. But as somebody who um, I see, the the reason why I care about the party is because I see it as a, I see it as a means of uh, you know furthering the message and stuff like that. I. I don't think it's any kind of serious political uh, thing, and I don't know if it ever will be. Well, but I, I think that it can at least change the culture enough to where things can change. Well, I, I definitely see a, you know, a, a future for the LP because I just think that the, the course that we're on is unsustainable. You know, I think at some point 
our, we're going to have a problem with our, the amount of debt that we have and uh, and things are going to fall apart again, much like they did during the Great Recession. Uh, it could be something worse than that. And that's where, as an opposition party, you don't do well when the economy's doing fine, everybody's good. You, your opportunity, your time to shine is when things go wrong. And then you can be like, I told you these guys were screwing everything up. I told you we couldn't afford these wars and all this was a mess and these are bad economic policies. Well, and the then, then you that's so your chance. Oh, that's tough. What's that? The I told you so sell is tough. There was well, a lot of libertarians who were right about the 2008 crash and yeah. who, who called it. All the Austrians called it. Yeah. And um, I mean, that drew me to them. You know, I that's was true. I, I mean, was reading honestly, Ron Paul stuff going, who is this guy? How did he know this? You know what I mean? It gave him to yeah, me. It gave that's true. It exactly. gave him credibility. So I think we want to set ourselves up for that position again. We should be saying, you know, we can't afford this. This debt is going to blow up in our faces. There's going to be a debt crisis. Our, our bonds are going to drop in value. You know, that there could be a dollar crisis. This is That's not sustainable. Point. That's a so good now point. is the time when everything's fine that you want to be the guys going, it's not as rosy as it looks on the surface. Things are actually bad. But and then when it actually happens, you look like a prophet. You look really brilliant, you know. Yeah, but that's ultimately about selling spending cuts, though, isn't it? I mean, that's all that are. It's not selling spending cuts. It's just saying, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what we want is a government that lives within its means, that's fiscally responsible. Um, you know, at a minimum, we really want a very small government. So we do want to cut spending, but you small s- enough even to if, drown into the bathtub, e- right? E- <laughs> no. Even if it, even <laughs> if it's not quote, a right? small I government, didn't come up with that. No. Even if it's a big government, it still has to live within its means. You still can't spend a trillion dollars more a year than you get in tax revenues. That's terribly irresponsible. Yeah, no, nah, I, I I I hear you on that. I I just you know that. What were you going to say? Well, I was just saying, I feel like the Libertarian Party... I'm just asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like the party has just really dropped the ball, and it's had some of the the biggest chances, you know, to really gain gain popularity. I feel like this whole election was the two worst candidates ever, essentially, or at least in, you know, at least my short lifetime, but, like... And I just can't believe they went forward with experience of two Republicans... Uh, who were just seemingly moderate, who refused to to trash any of the politicians, any like the Republicans or Democrats. Well, I mean, they had no problem trashing Trump, but they uh, they didn't really trash Hillary too well. No, they, they Hillary was definitely defended very much so. I mean, they refused to to criticize uh, her, and, and not as much Gary. Well, Gary didn't go after Hillary, but Bill Weld pra- practically endorsed Hillary. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Well, he he hated Trump so much, and he just was like. I don't know. It, that was like the night before, or two nights before the election, too, wasn't it? It was. It was close to the. I don't know if it was that close, but I know it was close to the election. It's like, man, you're you're running. You know that, right? Like, it's a race. Yeah. You're, I, she's your opponent, and here you are. Being I like, know. <laughs> and I feel like Sarwalk has to take some blame for that. I mean, he's seen. I mean, I know. I don't know if you want to talk about this later or not, but I mean, even what he posted on Facebook the other day about the the gun protests. You know, where all the school the students yeah. were walking out. I mean, he just was pandering and just, like, praising these kids, saying, join a party, when half of them aren't even, like, they're, like, 14, and some of them were as young as, like, 8 and 9. Well, see, you have to give the backstory for what you're talking about. Okay, well, I, well, do you want me to get it? Ties it, in, it ties in, it ties in. What, what well, did he say? Okay, so, uh, so the uh, f- 
the day of the protest when everyone was pro, you know, the schools and the uh, like, even middle schoolers and elementary schools where they were going out to protest. I think this was on Wednesday to protest gun violence for 17 oh, yeah. minutes that spontaneous or outburst yes, of uh, quote unquote spontaneous yeah so um wisdom from our children so right in the middle of this whole thing going down uh the libertarian party post a meme on facebook that said to all the students walking out today we admire you for standing up for political change political change what? like okay what if they were going out saying we were you know we want politically changed you know communism you know, what, would you still support it then as a Libertarian Party? But anyway, they went on to say, based on past results, old party politicians will ignore your pleas for change as soon as the news cycle moves on and the cameras turn off. If you want to make real political change, joining the Libertarian Party sends a clear message that politicians can't ignore since it hits them in the votes. Like, I don't even, un- like, what is that about? Yeah, um, Tom Woods did a really good, like, he just trashed this whole thing from, like, top to bottom. And rightfully so. I mean, th- this was so despicable. And I, I, I and so when it came to find, I, Joshua Smith, um, he, he posted, or, um, I don't know if it was his screenshot or someone else posted a screenshot, but it was a conversation on Facebook where he s- clearly just tagged Sarwark and said, who wrote the language for that? That tweet, which uh, for that meme, and eventually, um, Sarah came out and apologized. Said, "Yeah, we took it down because you know after people complaining about so the, it." I thought I'd heard that it got taken down. So he it took it get... down. He posted things saying we we just you know yeah. took it down. But Joshua asked him who wrote the language for that, and he Sarah straight from his Facebook account said, "I did." Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's the language he uses is old parties. He refers to the Democrats and Republicans as the old parties. He just you know we're the new party, they're the old party. He likes that. Because yeah, somehow I mean, news better than old for whatever reason. Well, like, no, because that's what I'm saying. He's not liberty. Like he's he's trying to just be an independent party, the the other option, the third party. Because you're mm-hmm. sick of all the other stuff. It has nothing to do with the philosophy, um, you know, that we're all about, and that that's why I got beef with the, uh, these cats. Well, I don't like that he's appealing to uh, people that are calling for gun control, saying, hey, we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. We'll, we'll meet your needs, you know. I mean, the Libertarian Party, our position is we're very much pro-Second Amendment or pro-gun rights, you know. And um, so I don't, it's to suggest to these gun protesters that we can accommodate them is, is not correct. You know, that's, that's abandoning our position to pander to them. Exactly. And they're yeah. a bunch of high school kids that don't know what the hell they're talking about. And yeah. some of them weren't even, high, I mean, you think about it. These kids are still like elementary school kids. You think they're going to remember this meme and be like, Oh yeah. When I, no, 10 it's years the high now, schoolers. He's going for the I, high school. I know, but still, it was a even, lesson on peer pressure is all it was. His yeah. goal on getting people like his main goal is like getting people involved in the party. But, the thing is, is that messaging like that turns people off from getting, like, would-be Libertarian Party members. And like I've said uh, in similar discussions before, the vast majority of the Libertarians out there in the United States are not registered with the Libertarian Party. I'm not. And it's neither yeah. am I. And, and it's I probably because would. of this kind of stuff, because we're, yeah. we don't want no and parts And it's like every time I have the urge to sign up for the party, you know, don't, you know, pledge money, whatever. Every time I get that urge or, you know, like I see like stuff like they're doing in the Mises Caucus, which I really support. And I, I really want to get behind that. And, you know, and talking, talking to you, Kyle, about stuff, how you say how like there's just no one in the party, no one shows up. And, you know, it kind of makes you want to get involved because I do mm-hmm. believe it is a it is a, a good vehicle for you know spreading the message so i you know if i could do whatever i could to help but every time i get that urge 
some stupid shit like this happens, which really pisses me off and what, makes me think, why am I want to give Sarwak my twenty, forty, sixty dollars? It should make you more likely to want to join the party because you want to pull the party back to that radical position. You don't want to let it get taken over by the moderates and the compromisers. You know, it's that party's going to reflect the base. It's going to reflect the membership. So you need to throw your voice into the into the mix. You don't want to abandon it and just let them let them have it. But now I don't. I now I'm not comfortable with Sarwark knowing my uh, my bank account numbers and stuff now. Kind of. Oh, that meme. <laughs> that meme was epic. Where it was like him in a red suit sitting in front of a car, and it was like, <laughs> that was now Vinny, that I've yeah. got you signed up for the car of your dreams, I'm just gonna need your voter registration, and if you're uh, signed up for any militias or yeah. planning any anti-government activity. Yeah, that was from Vinny from Think Liberty posted that. <laughs> I uh, I'm I don't don't hate nick i don't you know i don't I'm, either like yeah, i said i i like uh like you know he seems like a decent person and that speech you told me about yeah. i really dig that yeah he's like, not he's not a perfect libertarian by any means and he definitely makes mistakes and i didn't agree with that post he made about the guns and uh but it, it's also a job that i can imagine almost no one wants to do i mean you imagine libertarians as independent-minded as they are it, you know you're going to be the source of all kinds of of barbs coming from people attacking you saying you're, you're not right on this you're not right on that i mean it's a thankless job so like to like, be the lp chair is not i agree with you, you know you. what i mean i, I just That's don't so think true. that i don't think that he's the best representation and i i, I think that there's probably better out there so well, like, like, I mean, like, uh, what did he say about guns well, Philip just went over it. Or okay. He was saying yeah, how much he, you had, cool. he yeah. was basically oh, inviting like the <laughs> gun the the um, no. gun <laughs> protesters to the LP, saying you know suggesting that we would be more accommodative to them than the Democrats and Republicans, but we're not. That's not our position. We don't want gun control wow. or more gun control. And, uh, it was it's so just disingenuous. It was something I would see like Occupy Democrats posting something is is like just. Exactly. Gross like that. Like that's where I, that's where that type of language I would see it from. Like yeah. most notably. But it got taken down, which also shows you that he got pushback on it. Oh, he got you know? a lot of pushback. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which rightfully so. And and I feel like, well, yeah, okay, cool. We give him credit for taking it down, but it should never have gone up in the first place. So you know, yeah. I don't know how much credit we can give there. So like, but I mean, you saying about it, it's a thankless job and no one wants it, but. I mean, they Joshua Smith seems to president. want it really bad. Joshua Smith wants it, and I think there are a few other candidates, too. Uh, I think Alicia Dern is running. I don't have the whole candidate list, but it um, should be interesting. I am supposed to go to the um, the convention in New Orleans over the nice. summer. Oh, is that is it New Orleans? Is mm -hmm. that where it is? Yeah, which was a great choice because it's a you know, tourist kind of destination, too. So go down there, have some fun while you're at the convention. So I'm looking forward to it, but it's going to be contentious with, particularly with Arvin. I mean, you guys all like Arvin. I think Arvin's messaging is terrible. Yeah, you um, want him gone? You know, right? he yeah, I do. He he's upsetting the veterans. Um, and you guys should have seen it at the at the Fuck Maryland the veterans, at the man. Maryland convention. Unless they like activists now and like trying to overthrow yeah, they the are government. activists. Well, I mean, then these they're are, cool. Then they're cool. These are LP people. And if you remember, like Ron <laughs> Ron Paul's top three donors were like Army, Navy, Air Force, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm mean, cool with that. But so is, we, is he pissing off them? Oh yeah, yeah. You can't compare the military members to like moralist murderers. You can't. You can't say that. They are though. Well, you. I, I would disagree, I mean, but like, you can't you can't say that. How I mean, how are these people not like most of the veterans that I know that I'm like good friends with in the um you know in the activist community like you know the guys that run the Free Thought Project which is the main site that I write for and stuff like that mm -hmm. they were over there and stuff and they were like yeah I 
I have to live with this terrible thing and like they're they're real about it you know what I'm saying and I, I have a lot of respect for them for that yeah. if you say that about ultimately if you say that about service members you get to say that about school teachers firemen policemen Arvin does <laughs> no, Arvin does well, yeah, Arvin, Arvin no does. I mean he wouldn't say murder about a, no, a, a fireman or a teacher court he, clerk but he certainly about postal worker certainly about take a, your pick right he would call them thieves because they take tax dollars for their I mean well they're earn, you know they're employees just like anybody else who took a job for a salary so they're working for a paycheck but the fact that the money to pay them comes from taxes is why he considers them moralists and thieves essentially or recipients of stolen property at the very least that's I his mean, angle it, on it people I, I get they, it. People, soldiers do kill people it's called tact mm-hmm. he, he lacks that's, it that's like that's fucked up well, it, so I how's mean, that not murder you know I mean, I, they're you know from their perspective, they're defending us from being attacked by those people. Well, from Jeffrey Dahmer's perspective, he was just building a pretty lamp. That's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a fair comparison. I mean, you know, especially after you know nine eleven, you saw a bunch of it? people volunteer to sign up. Ad insertum, ad absurdum, or some shit. Yeah, I, I don't know that that was a good rebuttal there. I just I, I couldn't even really process what the heck he was. Yeah, it the took me a second. Was, I was like, oh, oh shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, he made lamps out of people, you know what I'm saying? And he didn't think there was a problem with so, that. So do you You don't think there's any need for armed forces at all? Uh, n- no, no. And that's ultimately an argument against the nation state, right? Yeah. yeah I but- mean, because I think, uh, uh, look, if <clears throat> Afghanistan, where we've been trying to fight for a whole bunch of years, like, it's not an army that we're fighting. It's not an army that we're fighting. Yeah, it's, they're uh, uh, they're more like um, I don't know what you what would you malicious. call them? Yeah, malicious or um, are they cool are malicious. they well regulated? <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. we, we still don't know what that means. I don't think anybody alive knows what that means. I think if you didn't have any armed forces, uh, your country is vulnerable to being attacked. It all depends on what you call. I could live with it. Def- I could live with a defensive force. We're like. A hundred times a defensive force. Yeah. Well, well, it's an empire. Well, it doesn't mean that we don't need a defensive force. Yeah. But I mean, if, right? it, what percentage would you cut the the Department of Defense spending if you had the power? I'd cut it by fifty percent overnight. Yeah, I, well, I, I, you don't need <laughs> to spend that much if yeah. you, if you aren't occupying all these different areas and territories around the world, but we maintain a presence. And, we, um, and um, you mean an empire? Is that the word you're looking for, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you mean, know, I, there's no question. I don't agree with our foreign policy. We, we, we try to be everywhere. We try to control all these other governments, you know, and uh, it's way overextended. We spend way too much money on it. It's, it's not a defensive force. It is an, it's more of an occupation force. And, um, you know, I think I think it's a lot of waste. I don't think we need to be so involved in Asia, in the Middle East, in Africa. Every, we're everywhere. I mean, we're in Europe. We got troops Japan. in Germany, Japan. I, yeah, it's everywhere. like it's you know, disgusting. let's let's bring it home and let's have more of a you know inside looking out defensive. Yeah, I mean, have people. Yeah, I mean, I really, are. I I think the defensive force that I trust most in the world is the gangbangers in the city and the redneck militias in the woods. <laughs> Both of them put together, and especially if they joined forces, that was when we could all be free. The gang bangers in the city, that would be and a, the militias that would be out a, in the in the woods. That would sure. be a moment. 
Kumbaya, yeah. my I, gangsters. I've never Kumbaya. personally met either, but I mean, I, the, <laughs> the gangbangers in the city have, you know, they are basically drug gangs that are in supporting their gang or supporting their share of the drug market. If we market. could join the wire, I wouldn't say they're defensive. The sons of force. anarchy. I mean, they're not. Yeah. They're not def- exactly. defending civilians. <laughs> but yeah, well, currently, but I mean, you make the argument of. Uh, the you know red dawn arg- argument you know if soldiers start coming down the street with tanks i mean they have a self interest in that that's right? what i'm saying so it's like i feel like they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't just be like no it's okay yeah you guys can come in they would they'd fight back too i mean that's hypothetical so like uh, i'm just saying decentralized stuff. people with guns throughout a nation or throughout a, a geographical region i i trust more than a structured military in my opinion i'd agree with that I mean, the founding fathers were That's terrified what their of plan a standing was, army. They was were a, a, mili- a decentralized network of militias. That's what written by well-regulated, Matt, since we all get to manipulate what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, what was the founders? What was their word on uh, standing armies? I remember they, they were abs- Well, of, there, some, some – I've read some – They, they agreed things. about as much as modern libertarians did. This ties into <laughs> the Second Amendment for sure because they – they were worried about a standing army, and everybody was in the militia. Every able-bodied male was in the militia. Well, they had just fought a revolutionary war against Britain, so I'm sure. And they, you know, part of the reason they united was to become a stronger force against, you know, something like that happening again, right? The states united for strength. So, and I, I think it's almost a military can be made alliance for nation states. A nation yeah, state, but it's, a it's, defensive force. Yeah, right? and I mean, like, what's what's to make it from being completely voluntary? I mean, what what's to stop it from being completely voluntary? Not necessarily a career with all these just rank and files of you know of just of of certain you know. Um, like, That's still voluntary. I well, mean, it, you but, can still have rank and and have that kind of structure and have just not have a draft, you know. And, and just have, I mean, still have a standing be, army, still have a, uh, I just, a structured military. But I mean, I feel like when you say anything about the military, they were, you know, or like how you want to draw back on the wars, people view it as you wanting saying you're you hate soldiers mm-hmm. and you don't support them because you're not sitting there saying, oh, we need to throw more money at a situation which needs <laughs> does not need more money, you know, clearly. And I, I feel like. And I mean, so I'm kind of in between where you know what Arvin will say, but I also, I also feel like we should discourage people for, as libertarians from joining the military in the way this military, you know, not a military, this military, the way where we are. Like I That's said, I talked about last week. I mean, people, I mean, like the people died in Niger, the soldiers that died there, that people didn't even know they were even there to begin with. So it's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it at that point? And like, uh, I think we just passed the 50th anniversary of the. I'm probably going to say this wrong, but the My Lai Massacre. And my, my Lai, I think my it Lai, is. What, yeah, like, we just passed that where the, you know, the soldiers in Af- in uh, Vietnam killed 500 men, women, and children, you know, in Vietnam. In the it was Vietnam horrific. War. And, yeah, one, and one person was prosecuted. Yeah, and he, what, got on parole a few years later? He got I, don't, I don't know, but it was, yeah, he was no justice was served. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm saying, I, I mean, some so of the worst murder on earth is sanctioned. Like, some of the worst acts of violence on this earth shit that's like worse than jeffrey dahmer but see but is like demo side it, maybe? It, it's allowed <laughs> where do they you know what i'm saying yeah, and it's it, was, saying, it, it was a policy you know. but see as libertarians we're very for self 
right as like we you know self accountability like each we're all in control of our own destiny we're all responsible for our actions but when you say that it and then at the same time you say well we can't blame the soldiers of war crimes because they were ordered to do it and i feel like so well it's not their war they're not participating it's so it's not their fault that they're in the war even though they signed to join up knowing what this was so it's kind of like where is that line there where i'm going to step over and say no you're responsible and your superiors are responsible morally and i feel like you say that that's very vitriolic to soldiers it's kind of like white guilt i thought that like i thought it was kind of decided at the at the nuremberg trials and not saying that court decisions decide something but i thought in the years after that there was kind of a consensus after the nuremberg trials that you know following orders isn't an excuse to do messed up shit and now like people kind of really don't think about it that way no more yeah i mean it's similar sure. to the that's pol- a fair question Ooh, he's good it's he's similar good. to the he's police good. i mean the police have uh authority to enforce laws and make arrests but they don't have a blank check to do whatever they want you know they're still subject to rules and regulations and when they're allowed to discharge their firearm and the and semblance what, and, of some i guess yeah they 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 have to follow that stuff those rules and the soldiers are the same way you know just because you're at war doesn't mean you're allowed to go around and you know rape all the they women they do though well, if they do, they should be prosecuted. They, you, you they need a well, system of discipline. You fight more wars, you get more war crimes. You right? need a system of discipline for yeah. rogue soldiers. But you know, some libertarians think just because you're in the army that you have a license to do whatever the heck you want to people. And I don't. That's not the case. You know, they have rules of conduct. They have superiors, and they're they need, loose. They have they're orders. too loose. They have orders that they have to follow. So. And they, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes even those orders are messed up and immoral and terrible. Well, that that's where you really have a problem when you have a, a soldier going, well, I'm being ordered to do something that I think is, is immoral and or And I think wrong. that's what happens the majority of the time because I don't, I'm not saying these people are bad people. Yeah. I don't think they are. Many of them are my family members and friends. The shadow and isn't like everyone. That. But, I, I, <laughs> I, okay, so have you guys seen that thing on Netflix, The Push, or have you heard about it? No, mm-hmm. I haven't. Dude, this shit's crazy. It's this British guy, Darren Brown, who is like some kind of hypnotist or some shit. But his whole thing in this like experiment that he set up, like this reality TV show thing, is it was like it was like testing one person to see if they could be pressured by like a social group of people in authority to push this old dude off a roof. Yeah, I bet they can be. And um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's fucking crazy. And it really gives you some insight into, um, you know, like how people will do messed up, even like the most meekest of people well, it's like the milgram experiments and all it's, that it's you know? exactly is it's the, like a modern milgram experiment mm-hmm. okay exactly. I mean, like jo- like uh john stossel i believe did that thing where he where they had people come in for like a job interview and half of them were actors and the other half weren't and there was a noise in the lobby they were waiting to be seen and like half the people would stand up whenever a buzzer went off and people were just sitting there like the people who weren't like who weren't in on it they were like what's this about and then finally, after it kept happening every so few minutes, people would stand up the buzzer. They started standing up at the yeah. buzzer. Peer pressure, man. Yeah, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, they were like, pressure. I was supposed to. They thought that they were supposed to stand up. They yeah. follow. That was kind of a follow the herd. We're gonna walk yeah. out yeah. for more gun rights. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about the? Uh, let's see, the age limit on uh, guns, up to twenty one. What's the What's the age limit for the draft? 
Um, <laughs> 18, probably. There you go. Well, you shouldn't have you a know, draft, so. Um, you know, I can understand because the shooter in Parkland was 19, and they're going, we just are trying to get the high schoolers. We want people to have a few years out of high school, a little more maturity. Um, I think that's the angle they're taking on that. Um, should, yeah, the drink, should the drinking a, age be 21? Or should it be 18? I, I don't think so. I think it. I think, I think, it should be, I think everything should be 18. You can vote it. Well, 18, I think right? libertarians would say no drinking age. Shit, I think it. Yeah, I think it right? should be lower than eighteen, and that's where I come in on the age of consent issue because I'm like, man, you should be able to be like, you know, thirteen to do drugs and shit like that. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny how we say. We I don't want. I don't want to get into that whole well, uh, can of worms. But well, no, as quickly. I was well, no, say, like, because it was mentioned earlier with the Arvid situation. Yeah, that's why I know. Yeah, I, think, I think a lot of people got that, but like, and we were so quick to put kids on this this ADHD medicine States so fast, draw lines. you know? Yeah. And like, and when they're like eight and nine, sp- you know, me personally too. So, but it's just like, but I can't have marijuana. Why? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, States I, draw lines. Age, I mean, I was quarters. ready to start doing drugs when I was thirteen, so. I was scared. Um, I was too scared. My dad was going to kick my ass. That's why. Yeah, that's actually here. why I did drugs because my mom was kicking my ass way too much. Uh, well, so I just fair enough. Like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the the age limit. It's just you. You get to these arbitrary lines. Just like, well, wait a minute. Okay. I can be. For, I, it's okay if I were to. Sh- Government yeah, draw lines. Yeah. If, yeah. So if I were to go overseas and say in some type of war, I could fight and kill sol- kill innocent civilians as a soldier. But I come over here and do it in a classroom, in an American classroom, it's suddenly awful and evil. And it's one of those things like, wait a minute. So you, you want to raise the age of people owning guns. And now you're talking about the, from the same people who would make the argument, we're not coming for your guns. We're not coming for your guns. We just we just want common sense gun reform. And But yet now they're passing laws in Chicago and other states where they – they want to physically come and, and confiscate yeah. the guns of anyone who's not Leftist 21. Leftist friends tell me that. You know? I don't want your gun. I'm yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. you need to yeah. read what the people on your side are saying and because they, they do. They crack down on the sellers, too. I mean, that's the other thing. They want yeah. to restrict the sale and the exactly. manufacture of new guns. And then, presumably, the guns in, in circulation would age and fall apart and uh but i just think guns with the 3d printing i think it's oh yeah exactly it's getting easier to manufacture a firearm it's not that complicated of a device so i think you're just really fighting trying to hold back the tide and for for mass murder bombs are more efficient anyways you're gonna you just you would even if hypothetically you could get rid of them yeah, Columbine, get, they had pipe bombs. And from what I remember, I think that caused most of the injuries. No, I, don't, I didn't think they went off. Did, well, really? Uh, I can't remember. Not Columbine. It was so long ago. I don't think they went off either. They, yeah. they malfunctioned. Could, yeah. Yeah, I, I read that recently, actually. Yeah, I just think it. I don't think it's the right solution, the age, the age limit on um, raising it to 21. You know, um, they do need better school security. I think people should be holding these cops accountable. We talked about the fact Ooh, that yeah. there was a school deputy and then three additional deputies outside who refused to engage. And then the other yeah, department I, that showed up and did engage has has talked has been, you know, saying, "Hey, you guys didn't do your job. You know, you were supposed to engage. You were the first ones on the scene and you waited outside." So they they actually have taken a lot of heat and they for, should uh, even, for that. Even, and they should even from the yeah. police types yeah the, exactly. they, they, other co- fellow because like, i know cops 
But is they, it f- they are not. Don't they have body armor? Can they strap? I mean, I understand you're scared, especially yeah. if you're that but one they're, guy. They're duty bound. They they you go in. I mean, that's part of the job. That's why they sh- you know that's that's, that's why you're that's why paid. they get to beat the shit out of people and pistol whip. <laughs> that's them why shit, you get all right? those other privileges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to jump into the dangerous situations and fix it. It's like I said, every every police officer that I've spoken to, especially one who's retired, they're embarrassed. By you know, like like they said straight up. You know, I already said this before, but he was like, yeah, that person that that. Those, those was, officers should be pers- uh, prosecuted for that. Yeah, it was you know? four of them total. It yeah. was one school security guy and then three additional Broward County deputies, and all four of them were under the authority of Broward County Sheriff's Office. So I forget the name of the other police department that did go in. I wish I could give them some credit, but um, anyway, yeah. I if you're gonna have that many breakdowns with the FBI, with the local police, with ignoring all the warnings, even people saying this kid's gonna shoot up a Sounds school. Like I mean, they man. had it that specific. Like this kid is going to shoot up a school, and then like, what's your solution? Well, we just need to raise the limit. You know, it's no one is saying does, we need uh, to hold. All just does a 21 year age response. limit keep uh, alcohol out of kids' hands? There right, like Nikki Six. That's a great point. Like, you guys know Nikki Six from. Uh, uh, the child of the eighties, Motley Crue. Yeah. Yeah. Child of the eighties. He posted a thing about gun control the other night, and I'm like, "Oh, they're all a bunch of." I'm yeah. like, "Didn't you overdose on heroin? Like, <laughs> and see how much the uh, heroin control yeah, dude, works." Yeah, he snorted ants with Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just was he the one that wrecked? That might have been Tommy Lee. One of them wrecked a Corvette and killed a friend. I don't know. I don't know who that would be. It might have been uh, Vince, Vince Neal. Vince Neal yeah. or Mick Mars, one of the other. Guys. I think it was Vince Neal. But okay, it. but uh, sorry, I wanted to say though real quick after Where are that they is, now? is look at the Virginia Tech shooting. How old was the Virginia Tech shooter who killed how many people? Thirty plus people with yeah. pistols. Yeah, he was you know, a college like, kid, and then you had that. He guy, was over twenty one. The, the Vegas he? guy was like in his sixties. So yeah, um, you can't you can't fix crazy really. But uh, yeah, and speaking of which, have we not had? How can we have surveillance photo leaked from the school, but we still haven't heard a thing from the casino? Or, yep. there's, or there's more cameras per capita. You know, <laughs> sketchy man. The, I, I, weird. I haven't been the question. one on that story, uh, so I haven't been really That's researching it. That's not a tinfoil hat. But I question. see, yeah. I it's see not. more and more stories continually like popping up about that being sketchy. Yeah. Well, the I guess we just want to know. Yeah. So I mean, and it, you can't, raising the age just would do very, very little to curb any type of these. these we got to do violence. something though. We, we gotta skip do number two. You guys want to? Yeah. yeah. Should yeah. we get, get into this? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, something Ellison guy uh, from Brian Michigan. Ellison Brian I think. Ellison yeah. from Michigan uh, like uh, he's running for libertarian and he has this campaign to arm the homeless mm-hmm. and I think it's fantastic I think that this is the kind of things that libertarians should be doing uh, with whose money whose money he, he for is this? asking for donations from people who want to you know so he wants to buy uh, what kind of guns for Pump homeless? shotguns because otherwise, uh, you know, they would have to go through a bunch of uh, licensing and stuff like that. And the, obviously they're homeless and I, that would I feel possible. he has the right to do that, but the homeless are, are, are guaranteed to be uh, mentally ill and are, al- and are addicts. Why would, you, why would a charity, even with private money, want to give... Firearms to those people. Uh, well, what 
the guy said is because they're way more likely to be victims of violence because they're easy targets. That's true. So he wants them to be able to defend themselves. And he would make sure that they would they would be somewhat screened. I mean, of course, like... And trained. Are and, they and victims trained. of violence, yes. though? Because they don't have anything really to steal. It's not like they have a lot of money. A lot of, like, sickos just, like, go for homeless people, and it happens quite a bit. But I think mm. that's, like, kind of a misinterpretation of statistics because everyone has their own statistics so just because i mean i don't know because you're going on with hobo with the shotgun territory you know? so it's like i mean that'd I, be cool. I, I want to watch everything burn sometimes so like <laughs> i think they would pawn i mean pawn he's the guns. only gonna get, yeah there's an get it stolen he's from only trying to raise enough money for 20 shotguns yeah. so like this is going to be a very small experiment if it happens and I, I personally would like to see it happen. Uh, I'm if, not spending my money on that. I, I don't think any. I don't think anybody really. I don't know who is. Uh, but I don't think anybody will get hurt. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I think it's see, and and I don't even know if if he's being serious. And I don't know if this is to be A troll. taken. He's trolling. I don't even know if this is to be taken seriously. However. It points out the fact that, yes, he does have the right to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, this got headlines across the country. I think this kind of, like, wild stuff is what you need to be doing to get people's attention. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think it gets negative attention. I mean, what you can argue is, you know, any publicity is good. But I think it's just another thing that makes us look a little too crazy for the mainstream. It's like, why would you, you're going to arm homeless people? Like, it's just <laughs> such a, I, it's like an old standing joke. This isn't the first time I've heard that phrase. I always thought Abort it was just a, baby a meme or something. This is the first time I've heard it being proposed as a policy position. Yeah, I mean, this guy's a genius. I, and I don't even think if he, I don't think he wants it to be a policy position. I no, think, it, from the way it sounds, I think he like just policy. wants people to think. And, and, yeah. I, and, and that is what I like about it. I don't think, I don't, I really don't, I doubt. A shotgun is going to end up in a homeless person's hand from this campaign. But I think a lot of people are going to think about homelessness, about gun rights, and it's going to trigger the hell out of both the people on the right and the left, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so you see it as all positives. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah I, I guess I my down, the downside to me would just be that it kind of makes us look a little crazy, you know, which I'm always concerned with. I, I understand. I understand yeah. that. I mean, I mean, look at me, man. I'm not really too concerned with that. <laughs> um, next topic. This is uh, Rand Paul versus Trump's nominees. Uh, Rand has taken a stand against um, Trump's nominees for head of CIA. Yes. Right. Um, the torture I, bitch. Yes, apparently one of them was, uh, you know, directly involved with the what they'll call enhanced interrogation Torture. techniques, which I, I prefer. I, to me, that's sort of a very much a Norwellian term. I'm like, okay. You're just twisting the language to try to justify torture. You're hurting people, or you're doing something physically unpleasant to them to try to make them yeah. uh, give yeah. you information. They, they this shit made me agree with Feinstein. She was against these nominations, but yeah. of course. She was in Congress while this was allowed. So. Well, Rand was getting uh, blasted on uh, conservative talk radio locally, which was probably a nationally syndicated program. But the guy was just like, oh, you say you like Trump, but you won't get behind his nominations, you know, and 
Uh, he was really just, just teeing he was Republican teeing off on Rand, yeah. and uh, I was just getting you know very annoyed in the car. But I'm like, Rand is absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, the other thing was the Iraq War. I think one of the nominees maybe was a supporter of that, and and he was like, Trump was against that. He knew that was a big mistake. So why would he go and nominate somebody that was a cheerleader for that, or or, or that was still supporting that position or that policy decision? And uh, you know, I think Rand is right. I'm definitely on his side on this one. And I hope these yeah. people don't get nominated. 100%. I mean, he so Trump just keeps surrounding himself with these deep state, you know, people. Too many generals, too many people working Fill in for the, the swamp. Yeah, and, and it's gross. It was like, uh, her name is uh, Gina Haspel. That's the woman. Uh, she was in charge of the... Um, she oversaw the torture. Okay. Um, and now she's... Once, so I guess she's looking to... Or she's being nominated to fill uh, Pompeo's... Uh, vacancy from the CIA chief or whatever so I mean and she's just a despicable person and you know and they also said that she might not even be able to travel over to Europe or anything because she's she's, on Kissinger status yeah she's uh she could be uh, classified as a war criminal yeah so it's like she she might not even be able to be uh, you know enter into those countries so it's like like why is this why like why is this a good thing why is this this constant shifting and firing of people and surrounding yourself with more and more you know more and more generals and more and more people of the deep state you know it's it's really frightening i mean honestly it's to me it's not surprising at all i mean who who did we think trump was going to did we think he was going to bring on a bunch of libertarians civil libertarians i mean the guy is authoritarian leaning you know guy and who's around him he's he went he went into the establishment and it's like he wasn't going to drain any swamp he just was going to become a part of the swamp you know like that's how the swamp works in the swamp right you don't go into the swamp and and like you have to go you you can go in and drain it but you would have to go in (laughs) with like not just a libertarian president but like a libertarian congress as well you would have to have a whole shift in public opinion which you could say there was to some extent because people were like, "Yeah, drain the swamp," but then like they don't they don't know what the alternative is. They don't. They're not. You know, Americans aren't libertarians. They're like, "Oh yeah, drain the swamp." Put, yeah, they're put, such staunch defenders. <laughs> put different names. Put different people in charge. There's there's no philosophy that's an alternative to what we've always had to the you know American people. Like that's what the great thing about like Ron Paul was like. Here's an alternative, right? But we don't. If you don't have an alternative, they're just going to stick with what they know. And they did everything they could to kill that, and they did. I mean, mm. I, I don't... I, Debbie just, Downer. <laughs> I, 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 I had to, no faith in Trump. I didn't think he no, was going to do it. I didn't I didn't either. think he was going to drain no. any swamp. I had no, no. faith. Right. Uh, well, I, mean, I did have faith that he would... He piss would create off the a, left? That, well, that he would piss off everybody and create a whole Some bunch of anarchists. great fucking means, man. Yeah, but you think about it, like... And the one thing I hate, keep having to defend him about is like this. Everyone's talking about the Russian probes, the Russian. Oh yeah, probes, that like, I'm so annoyed. And with, it's like, man. And, oh, three more, only three more years of that. Yeah. Whenever and, I hear Russia, assuming I just he doesn't tune win re-election. Now. Speaking of which, uh, apparently uh, Putin uh, won his election today yeah. by a landslide. Yeah. Huh, uh, oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> so that's interesting. I yeah. bet they had M16s at the polls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've heard AKs, that he, uh, he does take out political opposition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which oh, I, I really strongly disagree with him doing that, but I do think he would win in a landslide even if he didn't. Personally, I think that. that. Pecs. I think he's very popular in Russia. They they have a long history going all the way back. They're, in their homes, do they have like paintings of him riding Authoritarians, horse, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Peter what, the Great. It's what they like. Catherine. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. But it has they, to be a cultural thing. They like the strongman leader, um, you know, 
what they had czars, and then they replaced them with like Lenin and Stalin. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I mean, there are people that like object to it. I mean, they, there's a strong activist culture just like there is here over there. You oh know yeah, what I mean yeah. Um, you got a whole bunch of crazies over there doing crazy shit, like you know. Pussy Riot and all them. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, there definitely is opposition, but I I don't know. Maybe, I, I really don't know, but I think the Russian people, the majority is behind Putin. Do you, I could I, be do you wrong. Think that, I, I mean, could be wrong. I, I, I haven't heard... Po- like, most of the people that I've talked to from Russia, which is maybe like three or four, uh, they have the same kind of cynical view of politics that we do. Um and most of them are more like free market oriented as well because yeah. they obviously i guess they live here now you know what i mean mm-hmm. but many of them are very cynical about politics but just like here you have a majority that is kind of like uh sheepish you know and i think it's probably the same thing over there too mm-hmm. yeah but I, people are the same i guess is what you're saying yeah i think i think it's a lot to do <laughs> i mean because I, I don't want to come up like i hate the fact that whenever i say like when we defend, I know Ron Paul does a lot of this too, like defending the whole, you know, Russia's the enemy type of thing. And it's just, it's kind of like propaganda. You're, you know, we, we want to sit there and say, no, stop buying this. Russia just wants influence just like the United States does around its own territory. Exactly. That's why they want, that's why they do the same thing when they went into Georgia, when they, when they you know, t- meddled with, you know, in Ukraine, but also the United States meddled with Ukraine too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, it's very hypocritical, you know, when this country's just acting like how the United States has acted. But at the same time, though, I can still say that and still be like, yeah, I disagree with Putin. I think he's a terrible person, and I think he's responsible for assassinating oh, yeah. political opponents. I can say this two of the same things, you know, at the same time. I don't. It's not binary. So it's and it's just, you know, Trump, you know, that's one of the areas where I kind of feel like I always def- not defend Trump, but I always just, I'm like, what are you gaining out of this whole Russian bots? and Because they, they the want him like, out you, and yeah. they want to have the election like, over again and they want Hillary. It's like, are you that that's fucking That's basically stupid? what it is. Yeah, yeah that's kind of weird. It's, it's just campaigning for 2020. It's, I yeah. mean, they're just working. But isn't it funny, though? There's been no Democratic... So far, I mean, sure, anything can change soon, but there's really been no. You think there are all these like the? I, I mean, step back looking at it politically. The someone, one senator might step out above the rest, yeah. calling for gun control over this. You know, every type of incident. You know, like what happened in Florida shooting. You really never saw someone come out and be like the. I'm the one going to put forward the 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 legislation. Legislation, to be sorry, the thank new, you. Yeah. yeah. So now, I was talking about that with a friend last night. I said it seems like the Democratic Party is so fixated on Trump yeah. that they have are not putting anybody else forward to be like the standard bearer uh, to oppose Trump. It's just right. all anti-Trump. And if, if you listen to like progressive radio, it's just they cannot stop they cannot stop talking about the man. They're obsessed. They're obsessed. I've never seen anybody more obsessed. I mean, it's, that's more all they than, talk more about. More than uh, conservative talk radio when Obama was president? Uh, pr- quite possibly. Yeah, right I mean, this, yeah. I, I, I'll I turn know, it I mean, on. It's hard. You can't really measure this. I just things. play a little game. Like, I'll put it on, and I'll just count I'll the seconds in. until they say the word Trump. And it's usually within the first 15 seconds of turning the, that station right. on, they say Trump. And it, they just, they're completely fixated on him. And, and I, don't, I don't know who I mean, they're going to d- I mean, I don't doubt that at all. I just, yeah. I'm just interested in the comparison Oh, conservatives were definitely they. 
I I don't think it was that bad with Obama. He's they, a Muslim. He's they, a hidden Muslim. It was Muslim. a lot of Obama stuff, but they also talked about other topics. I remember it it had I just don't remember it being They that talked about Hillary sometimes. Obama. You know, this is constant Trump. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. all they say. Yeah, so, it's, it's crazy. It is it is very strange the fixation they have on it. And I mean, and the fact that like they just hmm. They just go off on this, this, and like they say, this so disingenuous things. They're like, "He's a racist." We all know he's a racist. Like, but yet he's gotten NAACP awards and you know been praised <laughs> by you know like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and stuff like that. Was that, that was all before? I mean, he is, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. He, he like has made 90s. comments that like you know, th- they're not overtly racist, but like when he. There are things racists say though, trying not to be racist. In my experience. Like um, I I don't think he said anything overtly racist, but uh, you, you know when he talks about like the black on black crime, when he brings that up and st- he brings up racist talking points, yeah. like with the immigrations, he's like, oh, those people coming in are bringing in this and that and that, and they're they're these terrible people, and he always like points to that. So it's like I'm not saying he's a racist, and I'm not saying that that is uh you know, can, can be gleaned from that necessarily because there's plenty of people that I know that I get along with that I don't consider racists that, like, aren't open borders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, he he has used plenty of racist talking points in order to defend his political positions, I feel like. I don't know. I haven't really heard too much racist stuff. What about when he talks about like all the terrible things that are coming, all the terrible people coming over the border? You don't well, think that, that that's t- like generalizing? No, because I I wouldn't consider that racism. It's more nationalism. He's saying yeah. these Hispanics, these Mexicans, but it's not. It's not about their race. It's about their country of origin. If they were American citizens. Even if they were Hispanic, he would oh, be fine okay. with that. Right. You understand I, I what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do agree with Kyle on this. I feel like if the same problem was happening on the other border, like within Canada, it would be the same thing. Like Canadians are just coming over the border constantly. They're not paying for taxes. The same old bullshit that they say about Mexicans, just replace that with Canadian. I feel like he'd still be saying the same thing. And I think that the left and the you know leftists have to demonize anyone. And the most demonic thing you could be this you know in this day and age is a sexual abuser or a racist. Yeah. And, you know, interchange, you know, one takes the lead over the other. Well, he's a nationalist. So. Right? They misinterpret his nationalism as racism. I don't think they misinterpret it. I think the, the, the people in charge, they put out that so they control the narrative saying that he is racist. I don't think it's, I don't think most people are just been like, they look at anything he said in particular, he's racist. They just know that he's been called racist by people that they look up to. Well, I mean, so like, even, okay, I, yeah, even I got the impression that he was... I, I confused his his racism with... Uh, or his nationalism with racism, as he said. Because I kind of consider them to be one and the same thing because it's both bigotry. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense, yeah. It's cousins, both like those other people aren't like us. Xenophobia. And they, they don't... Belong. They, they don't deserve to be my neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Us and them. There's um, us and there's yeah. them. But, but if you're so, a, if, I confused it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say that they are different things. If you want to like break it down. Yeah. If you're a Hispanic American citizen or a Black American citizen, I think he's a all all inclusive. I mean, he's you know I, that that's my interpretation of him, and I think that's that's where he's coming from i think it's us versus them us americans versus the rest of the world particularly versus the the south american world and the central american world 
and the Middle Eastern world. He wants to enclose us off. He wants walls. He wants to keep everybody out. He wants, immi- See, you know. I think it's interesting because, like, but that's there, a white majority. There though. is this uh, this uh, break in semantics. I think mm-hmm. where um, a lot of the left and and I kind of see it uh, generally the same way, where um, you know. Racism gets lumped in with a lot of stuff like um, any any kind of like bigotry towards a different type of person that looks different. Yeah. People call that racism. Yeah. But you can break that down and say, no, it isn't always racism. Sometimes it's nationalism, which I think is a fair to do uh, because there is more complicated things that go into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it makes it hard to communicate sometimes uh Especially with people who aren't willing to like hear it, like the the, the crazy uh, screechers and stuff like that, um, they like uh, th- they'll just jump to calling everybody a racist instead of actually breaking down the what social that means justice and what warriors. Said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another thing about the left is that they don't realize when they're attacking Trump, a lot of times they're talking to people that voted for Trump. And they're being quiet, and they might not say it, but they're Trump fans. Like, there were a lot of people voted for Trump, and they just ignore that, and they just attack Trump. They're like, this maniac in the office, and it's like, dude, three of the people in this room are big Trump supporters. Are you not realizing, like, he didn't just win out of nowhere. Like, he didn't steal it. Like, a lot of people voted for him. I saw Trump signs everywhere in Maryland. Of all places, yeah, where well, he I lost, mean, where he I lost live, in a landslide. Well, but, I mean, but where I live, they were everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. and right. Baltimore County voted for, I believe, for Trump. Um, I think it was. I think the only places in in Maryland that didn't vote for Trump was PG County, uh, the city. PG County, Baltimore City, and maybe Montgomery Montgomery, Ca- Montgomery yeah. County. I mean, that those was are the Democrat strongholds, but that's where yeah. the bulk of Maryland's population is in those three yeah. areas. And um, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm just. You know, my point is they attack Trump so much, and it's it's indirectly an attack on at his supporters who are sitting there thinking, you know, shut up, you know. So that's what it makes me think. Like, is are are the Democrats? Uh, to me, like I, I don't know. I, I never thought Trump. I still every day I've, I've said it before. I just think to myself like Jesus Christ, Donald Trump is president. Like, how the hell did that happen? And it's like it and, bizarre. And, but, so I'm like so at the same time I'm convinced. Like, there's only three more years of this. There's no way he could be reelected. But at the same time, I never thought he'd be elected in the first America place. America deserves Trump. <laughs> I can't say I didn't think it wasn't possible because you could see in the Republican primaries he was dominating the media. He was dominating the spotlight. He was the leading candidate he was always like in the middle of the stage where they put the front runners and he has a big commanding presence and we've seen throughout history we've seen these kinds of authoritarian alpha male types i swore that the illuminati picked hillary though i swore (laughs) i know but see i i'm not i i have a different view of politics like i think it really is a reflection of what the people want and um it, it just i don't think there's an illuminati picking this stuff I, I just don't. Yeah, I, there's I use that word in jest. Uh, yeah. You know, I do believe that there is a power structure above the politicians that cool. that do, I full that that do that. control yeah, a lot I, of I that stuff. I don't think so. I don't um, think that. I don't think they really care. I mean, I think they're like. It, there comes to a point where they're just like. I, and this isn't being crazy conspiracy theorists. It's just people who put money, you know, they have a lot of money they throw and they have a lot of influence on elections. And I feel like they were okay with either way. That's true. Uh, in a sense, I think they kind of might have been, some of the people in the military industrial complex might have been scared of Trump because of his rhetoric. But at the same time, I feel like he's been very easily manipulated because of his lack of experience. And he chose 
the statism and, and the people who are the most statist people, like generals and people in the industrial complex, as his advisors. So they're like, okay, we can, you know, we can work with yeah. this guy. I, but I'd say I do. But I do believe elections are. I mean, I think this could have gone either way, and I think a lot of Trump being elected was the fact that you go on CNN and CNN would just laugh him off or completely like that was their focus. They were like, because they were trying to pin the Republicans, like, see. And I think a lot of people wanted Trump to be to run against Hillary because they thought Hillary would win in a landslide, not realizing that there's been such this disenfranchised conservative Americans who just didn't care they they didn't want Hillary or Obama for those 8 years and they just resent it so much knowing that they can't really express it because they'd be demonized as being racist for the past 8 years anytime they'd show any type of resentment towards the administration and so they I think the democrats just clearly just they, they, they were. I guess I, I feel like I they was wanted Trump. Called I called racist like, during the Obama yeah, time. Of course, we all. I mean, I think <laughs> we, I too, say we all were. And I feel like they just, they just missed the, they missed the the ball or dropped the ball on so bad in this election. I almost feel like, well, they can't possibly do it again. But at the same time, we were just talking about like, there's been no really front runner with the Democratic, nice shiny fit, new yeah. face like Joe Biden. Is well, really they tried to run with yeah. uh, Warren, and uh, now she's who... like uh, putting a bunch of controversy now. Yeah, mm. and I don't see I think, her. I think she's. The... Good. I think she'll be the one. Dude, yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yeah no. all they all I love think her, so. dude. I, all no. the commies love her. I... One thing that's interesting, I, I don't think there's a power structure above the president I, and Congress, I, I don't and you guys th- seem to think that there is. I, no, I, I don't. I think, I just think the machine that politicians are part of is bigger than most people think. I think that you know like, the same level, the heads of it though. Same level is bigger. The top not, level gets elected. I think that the top level is the people that are. What about the Federal the Reserve? What about their influence? Yeah, and, the, uh, and, and, and even, some corporate even they people are, are at that level. They have to be. Their their chair has to be appointed by uh, what nominated by the Senate or appointed by the Senate. The, and, there yeah, are their chair. They're just the front runners yeah, for the baby all... eating, uh, adrenaline drinking reptiles that are sitting <laughs> no, above the chair. The chair is the head of the organization same level as elected politicians no, I, to as be far honest, as I'm my thought is that there are definitely very very old money families that have owned pretty much everything for hundreds not, not of families I, I don't think, not I don't think they dynasties it. don't last I don't think so family dynasties like the don't last the Rothschilds the no, Rockefellers the Astors the Warburgs look at the history of kings and queens in Europe I don't they, think they, that they control our political system I don't think they control but I think I think they strongly influence yes that's the word I'm looking for because there, maybe the industries they created the yes, banking, yeah, the that's finance, how they do not, it. Not, not, not their, not, that's how not, they do it. Not people in those families making decisions. I just think it's very naive to say that there's no other people that nations. are held accountable to when there's so many people that have influence. And, and sometimes these people don't get their way. Sometimes things just happen that they don't foresee, and then they try to make the best of a bad situation. But there's a lot of money. There's a lot of power structures. And like I said, not and they don't always get their way. I agree and, with that, and I think they have a lot of money to spend. Which I mean, money talks, you know. It, there's that's the ultimate influence in these these elections, and I feel like there's also something to be said where, you know, why you know, the NSA has records of every single one of our texts, every single one of our phone calls. It's all being stored. They got a lot of pictures of my dick, <laughs> and you think, and, and there's not one part me being cynical. I I know there's not been a one conversation like, hey, you know, on December twentieth, you know. You know, rent, hypothetically, like you said that you said the N word. You called a bunch of people the N word on, you know, and we have it on here. So if you don't want, if you don't want, uh, that was it A or E R? 
It was a hard R. There was a hard R. You think a little bit of a blackmail or something? I think there's a. I think there's an element that too. I mean, and there's there's been. I, I I can't say for sure there's been documented cases of it, but there's just something to be said why Edward Snowden's hiding for his life overseas. You know. Because of what they ex- what was exposed from what he did. So did the Russians poison this guy in the UK or what? Who do you think did that? Yeah, and they're making such a big deal about this stuff. And it kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, going back, I don't know if you guys heard about this. I only know very, very little about this guy who was poisoned with some type of gas. And he was once a spy. Was he a UK guy? Yeah. He was a double agent or something. Yeah. yeah. I heard about it, but... Um. And they're like, they're just so desperately trying to be like, this is Russia. Like, Russia, 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 that's Russia. The kinda, that's the kind of shit... Putin is a uh, judo black belt, former uh, KGB guy. I really, I don't put it past him. I mean, he know we know that all of his opponents either end up, you know, their cars explode or something random, or they get poisoned. I mean, this it happens, and, and yeah. you know he's not a good person like this. And I don't want to defend him, but I just feel like our election was was the fault of of you know the parties that set, like I, we were just talking about, like the mm-hmm. Democratic Party dropping the ball, pushing forward unlikable candidates and you know lots of money being spread around and russian uh, and like the hardest evidence they have on this whole russian thing is they bought a few facebook groups and if uh, or something so russian people we don't even know if they work yeah, with the government. So, there's the so things, much to criticize trump so on things that our government has been doing overseas like to influence like i mean as, from assassinating in Central America, yeah, that's what oh I'm saying. Oh my god! Like, oh yeah, we've definitely in Iran. Meddled. You Jesus know, totally Christ. like taking over militaries, creating <laughs> paramilitary groups. Like it's funny, like, we and somebody meddles in our election, and we're like, whoa! Yeah, whoa, somebody buys this? a few <laughs> Facebook <laughs> bots. <laughs> This war. I mean, Time Magazine even posted when Boris Yeltsin got elected in Russia. They literally, that the front cover of Time Magazine said, you know, America, uh, America got him elected. <laughs> like it literally said that. Oh so I mean, it's crazy to think that we're just we like to pretend that we're just so innocent. All this stuff, like, oh my God, <laughs> meddling in foreign elections when we do it all the time and we're proud about it. Yeah. Until now, it's like, oh, we never did that. What are you talking about? You it's know? outrageous, yeah. Like it's the same. It's kind of the same thing where we're okay to have nukes, but like other countries aren't, and we have to control what they have, and then invade their countries if they don't do what they we want with their nuclear program. We're bullies. Our foreign policy is is bullyism. That's what I think. No, you're not wrong. Ready for the next topic? Word. Um, I'm down. So we were earlier talking about the uh, McDonald's replacing their cashiers with the automated checkout machines. I I hadn't seen a news story about it, but it sounds um, plausible. I think we are generally attribute that to minimum wage. Um, if you raise the price of a cashier to ten or fifteen dollars an hour, suddenly it becomes more cost effective to put a, a touchscreen in instead of continue to pay that person. Um, but the point I wanted to make about automation is that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, automation's a bad thing. Uh, it, it costs jobs. I heard that about the self-driving trucks recently. They were saying, like, the trucks are going to put all the truck drivers out of business because if the trucks can drive themselves, all these truck drivers lose their jobs. And so it's like, by this logic, um, you know, we should go back. Like, 
the cars are going to put all the buggy drivers yeah, out exactly. of business. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? The, the can- candle makers right. will be put yeah. out of business by the electric well, light. Well, yeah. carpenter unions were against the circular saw initially. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So all of these labor-saving devices, all of this techno- technology and human advancement, which actually frees labor to contri- to create even more. Contribute yeah. even more to our economy, so we get we we get the um, productivity of the technology plus whatever that labor goes and finds to do next. So it actually increases our total economic output. Yeah, you have to shift. You have to give up your old job and go find something else that people want. But human want is unlimited, right? There's always something more that people want. So you know we're we're never satisfied. So there's always more to do. Like you just have to find what that new yeah. need is. And, and you may have to give up your old job that was a manual exactly. thing and become a software programmer or somebody that does something with the new technology, but you have to adapt. I mean it's not it doesn't make sense to just keep humanity in the dark ages and not advance just so we can maintain the same jobs that we had 100 years ago. Exactly. You know. I mean I have no clue what my paycheck is going to come from 2 years from now. And because things are always so volatile with the things that I do, um, like with, you know, working online and because Facebook algorithms can change things like like that. So, I mean, it is what it is, uh, you know? Yeah, you, um, you adapt. I don't, you you adapt, exactly. Right. Like a, a couple of years ago, I was doing something different because that was working. Now I'm doing this. And yeah. I think that as we progress, we're going to find ways to monetize more and more things that weren't even considered jobs before, too. I could be. Um, you know, like, as we, you know, with this automation that everybody talks about, with mm-hmm. um, where they're calling for things like universal basic income and things like that, I think that instead of that, I think that if we're going to take a voluntary approach to it, we could find ways to monetize just random shit that people are good at. And I think that, uh, you know, things that we see online, like with some of the platforms that I'm really all about, like Steam It, is like a very rudimentary version of something like that, where um, people could get paid for just like putting something up that they like to the world. And like I said, um, you know, 20 years down the line, we could have something that's like a million times cooler and better and works, you mm-hmm. know, very differently. But I'm saying that is, is kind of like a glimpse in the possibility of the direction things can go. Yeah, I saw a, a video from Greece where these ta- the taxi drivers oh, yeah, were beating. Yeah. They were just like they were on strike or whatever, and they're out in the streets and they're attacking Uber drivers like in, that are driving their cars. They're wow. surrounding the cars and kicking and stomping the car. How and, shitty uh, is the Greek economy? You know, and they yeah they right. they don't like that Uber is costing them their taxi jobs. So instead of like adapting, instead signing of, up for Uber, right, sign up for Uber. Or go do something else because the market has decided that Uber is better, more convenient, cheaper, whatever it is. Like you have to adjust to consumers. Like we can't always keep doing things the old way to preserve the jobs of yesterday. You know. Exactly. Yep. And, and it's just ridiculous. But that that is not a lesson that's taught in schools. So you have all these Greek ca- taxi drivers who think they're entitled to always have their cab job that they've always had before. But it's like, you know, things have moved on. You have to adapt. I think it also has a little bit to do with, like, so much of this resistance that we face. And, like, sure, we've had economic explosions and stuff before. But I think that this generation on Earth has never experienced so much change in such a short amount of time. I mean, you have the advent of computers, but the advent of the Internet has been enormous. Absolutely. And, and yeah, there's more opportunity now than there probably ever has been because you can reach consumers on the other side of the Earth relatively easily you know there's people that make little trinkets that they sell online 
they you know little baskets or whatever in their house and they like sell it on Etsy. You know, yeah, Etsy, exactly. Like yeah. there's stuff well, you no, can I said do. Chotsky, if you but just, Etsy too. I said, you, I said Etsy. You said, if you said just the same time. think, if you just think a little bit, and you have something you can sell, you can make money at it. But they, you know, these taxi unions or whatever in Greece are just like, no, we, we're, you're costing us our jobs. You know, screw Uber, get Uber out of here. And they, they of course, call on the government to kick Uber out so that they can maintain their uh, the status quo. The status quo, and uh, yeah, but that that has to be taught to people. They have to understand how free market works, how things change, you know, over time, and that they have to adapt to that. They can't just be complacent and think that their old that old job is always going to be the same and it's always going to be there things change yep. That's yeah entitlement. So, so don't go don't go smash the new guy you know don't if you can't beat him join him i i totally agree yeah, yeah. i mean i think that there have always been luddites i think that this generation is just like more intense because people just feel entitled to things like yeah. it's my right like because my life is my right so everything i do in my life is my right like but not really. Like you They're don't have a soft. right. You don't have a right to a job. These you don't kids have... today, let me tell you. And I yeah. think I think people misinterpret that. They're like, I have a right to a job, secure job, or living in health, free healthcare. You know. Yeah, healthcare. I mean, you like... go down the line. People think that the world owes them everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they think that we've escaped from the jungle, and we haven't. Like, you you are not like, you know, when we're any kind of animal or is not guaranteed their next meal you know what i'm saying like we it, life is a struggle that's what life is you know what i'm saying like it's it's not supposed to be a cakewalk for everybody where we have some robot overlords taking care of us and their um, idea is like yeah we we have the society now and we think society should take care of everyone and by society they mean the taxpayers so they want to burden other people you know and have them take to add them take care of them they want to be taken care of they want everything for free Right, healthcare for free, education yep. for free, quote unquote free. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I want every the taxpayers to pay for it. That's the mentality. Right. Yeah. It's like in that right. some someone else owes it to me. Someone they, else owes it to me. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a and they like um, to throw the words like demonize the white privilege. You know, we're living off a racist society. That, you know, that still benefits from the effects of slavery 150 right. years ago. So therefore, I'm entitled to this, or I'm a woman. I'm entitled to build a bridge that'll eventually collapse. You know. Anyone? What? No one? All right. No. All right. I didn't get that joke. You guys can hear about bridge the bridge collapses. You guys can hear yeah, about dude, the bridge? I heard about it. The one in well, Florida. Yeah. The, is that some, one, so that was a woman that designed it? I, some, some, I don't know. According to the memes I saw. According, yeah, according to a bunch of stuff I was reading, they won the bid because These were all memes, women. were they? It, this was memes. And I was like, according to a meme. Well, meme was my first source. But then I was like, okay, this can't be true. And you look it up. And you guys heard about the bridge that collapsed? Yeah. Apparently, it was paid for by like some obama well, era created i think so the but infrastructure fund. funding <laughs> in defense of this whole bullshit. group they, apparently they built several different things and through the course of, i think it was a florida right yeah it was, it was a florida. florida so it was in miami they, yeah so they built like throughout the state that haven't collapsed yet but but this one that collapsed and the reason they won the bid is because they were an all-woman you know crew and stuff so it, it you so know they're it, blaming it on women engineers yeah so oh, it's, it's just, but i mean you got to think about it. it's like there's an element to that i don't you know i'm sorry I it's a funny meme i, I tell I you that's a that funny meme it is a pretty funny they do meme. they do um you know the government does give preferential treatment to minority and women-owned firms uh and trying to you know lift them up so that that is a policy that we follow build bridges to the 21st century which se would 
on on its face seem to be in direct contradiction to the no racism, no sexism policies that we also have. But yeah, no no racial discrimination, no sexual discrimination. But except in in awarding, except in awarding government contracts, uh, we do follow. Yeah, we do. But going going back to, I mean, that's their rules. That's their laws that they created, and now. It's funny going back to what you were talking about before about banning, you know, how dicks ban the sales of guns to anyone under the age of uh, 21. No, I think they got rid of the guns altogether. Well, no, it was or was it Walmart? It was one of the. It was either one because they were the two main ones, and now the I guy. I thought Dicks was just the age thing. The guy was I, suing. The guy I, is suing, I, saying you're discriminating against my age because you won't sell me a gun. I'm only twenty, not twenty one. So the rules so that they age set, discrimination, yeah, because uh, yeah. it's a protected class, and and uh, and it's pretty fascinating <laughs> because it's their laws they created, and now they're reaping what they sow. You know, it's. Well, I don't think you should be able to sue for that. No, obviously. no, I don't agree either. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah like, but I, th- I think you're saying business. you're saying it's it's kind of market justice. It's tip for tap. A little bit. A little uh, yeah, bit, yeah. T- totally. Yeah, it's that's like not you, market justice. That's, no, that's no, a I lawsuit. Mean, well, yeah, because it it's not the uh, individual's fault who is you know. I think any business should be able to say no. We're not selling this for any I reason. Agree, yeah. Voluntary association. Market yeah. exactly. justice would be them going and taking their money elowhere. Exactly. Them that, that, that's what dicks. that's what Philip was talking about. I saw a Cabela's meme. It said yeah. they're not dicks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, but um, that's but, I, but I think it's I no it's funny how they they started these laws of protect quote unquote protected classes. And I also know that like I have a family member who's a lawyer and says you can go into a store and say and they offer a senior citizen discount. You anyone of any age can say I want that same discount and if you refuse to give it to me I can file a lawsuit against you because it's age discrimination you can't have preferential treatment based on age and so you can you can simply ask for the discount they don't give it to you you can file a lawsuit and win good grief yeah but, I mean that's, yeah that, but this the douchebag that does created. that is the same douchebag that starts a uh an advancement for white people group on college campus. That's the exactly, same douchebag exactly. that does that. So I'm not. I'm not advocating. I'm just advocating for the the corruption of their own rules. Like that's your own rules, and now you got to deal with it. You know. So it's 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 funny in that sense. That's that's where I get. Uh, that's where I, I bring it up. It's because it's it is it was their own policy that they set forth, and now they're just it's these. You got to go through all these mental gymnastics with these leftist ideas of when you talk about protected classes. Instead of bake me my fucking cake, it's sell me my fucking gun. <laughs> right? Yeah, people feel an entitlement to service. And that goes back to that sense of entitlement we were talking yep. about earlier. Bitcoin? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, shit's getting smashed, I guess. But uh, I'm not too worried about it because, you know... Uh, I, I believe in out. the technologies and stuff. What happened uh, a with bunch Google, of shit, John? Uh, oh, Google, yeah, yeah. Uh, Google Ads is uh, basically banning all crypto ads. So I, I think it's probably going to keep shit low for a while, and I don't think it's even went into effect yet. So Well, the news made the price take a hit, the right? Mo- the news made the price take a hit, and then when it actually happens, it might make the price take a hit too. I don't think but, so. I think it's priced in at that point. I think that the Streisand effect will uh, kind of kick in too, and that's where, like, you know, you try to suppress something on the internet and it comes back ten times worse. Oh, that's really what I think is going to happen, because uh, 
you know, we saw it happen with the Silk Road when they sh shut down that, like a whole bunch more uh, file sharing, or not file sharing, that was what I was going to talk about next. A whole bunch more like uh, drug marketplaces opened up on the dark web, and it's still around today and more abundant yeah. than it was when Silk Road got shut down. Well, same thing with file sharing. And same Napster, thing with file sharing, exactly. Um, Napster got taken down, and then a bunch of uh, alternatives came up. Yeah, and now we have Spotify, which is pretty much a legitimized version of that, um, you know. They did eventually sort of get it to, you have to pay. You know? Yeah, I mean, or listen to commercials, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But you at least now get to listen to whatever you want, whenever you want, and you have a massive library, and that was pretty much what any everybody wanted anyway. So now they're li willing to either listen to a few commercials or get a subscription. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess that was the big, the big there, Bitcoin news an, of the week. Another um, one was uh, Bittrex delisted like eighty altcoins. Uh, Nexus made the cut, uh, so they're still on Bittrex. Um, but uh, it was a bunch of shit I never heard of. Mostly that hmm. that got delisted. But yeah, so I think that like things will be low for a minute uh, because we're like getting hit with a bunch of shit. All the noobs are bouncing out. But I think that we'll come back stronger than you know before because I think that a lot of areas in the world are depending on this technology, and there's a lot of projects that have yet to come into fruition that are just beginning now that a lot of people don't even know the real details of. Or in the example of Nexus, we still have rockets going up next year. Well, I mean, so well, you, you, also you, th you learn about if you learn about, about Bitcoin, there was a bit Bitcoin already had a slump in like. 2013 2014 you know where, where it went down really low and then you know not not too long after that it was at a thousand dollars you know so uh you know right now with things going down it could just be like a great time to buy yeah i think it is but i think it will i think it'll be a good time to buy for a while well maybe that's the thing I hope. so yeah you don't you never know it's because yeah. because right now it looks good but you you might think it, it could be uh, better tomorrow and it, it could, or it could go up tomorrow. That's the struggle. And whatever you think it's going to be and make an action on, it'll probably do the complete opposite. How's it, <laughs> how's it doing in, like, Venezuela? Like, is it being adopted? Because uh, I, I that keep whole reading thing stories. that they're doing? Yeah, well, I just keep reading stories about the price increases. The inflation rate is, you know, 1,500% a month or 1,500% a year, something ridiculous. It gets to the point where they're actually... I heard weighing currency like Weimar Germany had to do when they had hyperinflation, where it's like, we can't even count this, so we're just going to put it on a scale and weigh how, mu so how much ridiculous. you've got here. Yeah. You know, so I could see where you have a currency breakdown like that, an alternative suddenly, any alternative, whether it's U.S. dollars or Bitcoin. It's become very popular, and the government has actually begun raids on uh, cryptocurrency miners. Okay, in uh, Venezuela. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, well, as you would expect, you know, I mean, that's what I would expect. Yeah, yeah, because they're, shut, they're cracking down on everything. What anybody an unbelievable who does world. Anything. Isn't it just ridiculous? You have to smuggle toilet paper into Venezuela. So, like, yeah, of man. course they're raiding the uh, crypto it's just, miners. It's so crazy to me. It's like the currency that we create is so crappy and falling in value so fast, and here you guys are trying to make it with an alternative, but we're going to crack down on that. You've got to use our garbage. Exactly. You know, like, right. it, it just boggles my mind how the world works sometimes, but... Because they're planning on put, putting out their own cryptocurrency now, Venezuela, the government of Venezuela. Yeah, and but they are they going to, if they're just going to create it like they create their normal currency, they're it's not going to... Claiming that it's going to be backed by oil, and they're going to be calling it the oh, petrodollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think I did actually hear yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, 
they've got to do something. But I mean, the problem that they have is um, one, people are losing faith in the currency, but two, they're probably printing it in order to keep the lights on, in order to continue functioning. So yeah. whatever they come out with, if they're going to continue to inflate it like they're doing with their current currency, it's going to destroy it again. You know, and governments usually Absolutely. go through a cycle of this, like, oh, here's the new version that we're not going to destroy, and then it falls apart immediately, it inflates immediately. You know, so what you have to do is not inflate. But I don't think they're going to do that. Well, if it, if the crypt, if they don't, I mean, I haven't really seen much about it, but if it is, the cryptocurrency is probably going to be on a limited supply. Unless they have some kind of inflation built into it through like forks or something like that, which is possible. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't trust anything that the Venezuelan government is exactly do. like exactly I, whatever they do. I would imagine the plan is to inflate it immediately. Right? Yeah, I mean, well, most cryptocurrencies you you can't inflate and it's built into right, that. But this is one but that the government of, is developing exactly, for themselves. Exactly, so I'm sure yeah. they're going to have a mechanism to create more for themselves. And that mechanism is possible because there are some cryptocurrencies that actually have inflation built into it. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, man, I just got uh, verified on Cryptopia, so I'm I'm looking to get some Nexus soon. Yeah, nice. like, like what's it going for now? I think like, like yesterday fifty or something like that. Is it down? No one? way. Is it, if it's hit one fifty, I'm gonna have to buy the dip again. Right because dude, I, I really it was one eighty when I looked earlier today. Hold up, let's see. So I know I know Bitcoin rebounded. It was at it's around seven thousand. It's at one ninety one. So one ninety one. Okay. One ninety one right yeah. now. Okay. So it's actually went up. Uh, went up a little uh, bit. Yeah. yeah, a fair amount today. I know, I know Bitcoin just bounced up back up to eight, over 8,000 because it was in, like, the low 7,000s <laughs> earlier today. I was kind of pissed because I bought some of it when it was, like, 8,200 uh, <laughs> the other day. And so I was hoping that was the lull. But, you know, like, stuff it goes up, it goes down. You know, you only put in what you what you can afford. You know, don't don't over, you know, don't know put your life savings on it. Yeah, don't buy it on a credit card that you can't pay back. No, don't do that. Well, I, know, I, I, I got a homie that did that. Uh, he took out $12,000 worth of credit card debt, and he luckily did it at the right time. Yeah. But, but uh, he could have got burned on that. But oh, don't, yeah, that's dumb luck. Don't listen he to us, He might have well been playing <laughs> dice. Because right, we get sued if we we're not we're not. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're absolutely not giving financial advice. Nah. We don't. Need, we have no clue what we're doing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting all my money on Bitcoin. We're high. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that that's, uh, that's probably about it for this week. Um, we'd like to talk about. Uh, we've got the website, thedailyliberator.com, and we're always accepting articles over there. So if you have something to say, we provided a podium for which you to say it. Uh, we also have T-shirts over at uh, libertariancountry.com, and if you put in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a 10% discount. There's all sorts of cool Liberty swag over there. And then uh, we're also, uh, John, don't we have a Steemit now? Um, yes. And we're, you can find us on Steemit at PRL Podcast. PRL Podcast on Steemit, and uh, these will be going up on DTube, and we're going to hopefully find out DLive, too. Uh, so if you're into all that, you can find us over there. Yeah, we've also got uh, the Patreon now, so if you want to help, if you want to donate to help uh, keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement, um, and help us with uh, you know the the running fees and shit or all that, um, you can uh, hit us up there. And then uh, tonight, uh, John and I are actually going to do like an after hours podcast. So uh, and that's going to be available to Patreon people only, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So until next time, live free or die. <laughs> <laughs> That is shed. Stretching the flies on the tax farms and bread. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? Soldiers and cards and death machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fine land. You support the troops that bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make a break Break the power, break the power Society owes individuals nothing more Than not interference with natural rights What's a virtuous person Comprehends the non-aggression principle The violence of the state becomes absolute